Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up to the claw on this Tuesday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here at Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Burnsy, what's going on? Uh, happy Tuesday to you. Yeah. Three-day weekend Love in it. the books. Yeah. Hope everybody had a good three-day weekend. Did yeah. you spend even 60 seconds watching the NBA All-Star Game? I, I did. I, I spent... Why? I, I, I mean... You said you weren't. Why? Oh, I, I, but not a lot. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. It was absolutely... And, it, and I know that I'm not old man get off my lawn type with this. Everybody hated it. Everybody just nobody enjoyed watching that debacle. No, nobody so, did. Yeah, we had that. <laughs> I was because I saw you tweet about it, and I thought he said he wasn't watching it. Why is he watching it? Because I put it on just it. to watch for five minutes. Let me watch five minutes of this and see. Um, I loved this Steph versus Sabrina. I like we we planned timed that to watch it. Yeah. So I watched that. But the game itself, I said, let me give you five minutes. I watched five minutes of it. And I'm like, this is absolute garbage. <laughs> uh, we did. Uh, we had it on. We were in the hotel lobby. My wife and I were. We were playing a game or whatever, having a couple cocktails up in Flagstaff. And it was on in the background. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not devoting any time to watching this. It's so bad. It just looks awful. I'm not even, we're going to get into the All-Star game. We're going to try not to be old man, get off our lawn about it. But Gambo's right. It's not just us. It's just about everybody. 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 But let's tell you what our top story of the day here is on the Burns and Gambo. Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. I'm disappointed that we're not in a position where we can announce a plan. You know, I, Derek and, and others and, and me to some degree have worked diligently you know, with, with our potential, our existing and potential public partners. We've let them know that we, we are prepared, we meaning my partners and I are prepared to invest hundreds of millions of dollars of our money into that stadium. And we're going to keep working. You know, we're, we're not uh, ever going to stop working to get this problem uh, taken care of. But it's taken longer, and it's not been as, as easy to get done as, as we would have hoped. That is Diamondbacks managing partner Ken Kendrick from yesterday in comments that, and there's a whole lot more from Ken and Derek Hall, and we'll try to simplify it as best we can. Okay. Talking about the needed upgrades that, uh, that need to go on at Chase Field, that the, for which there is no funding right now, uh, and what exactly the Diamondbacks are prepared to do to make sure that their home meets the current standards of Major League Baseball parks, and, and a lot of people read and maybe misread or reacted to Ken Kendrick's comments yesterday. Certainly I saw them and I kind of wondered how they'd play with the Diamondbacks fan base. I know you felt the same way about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, sometimes you take one clip out of something, you turn it into something that it's bigger than. The Diamondbacks aren't leaving. They're not going anywhere. They need to work out something here. They're not looking at, at other cities to go to. They're not going to Montreal or Salt Lake City. They're not going anywhere. They're staying in Arizona. Um, but it's a matter of like, where are they going to be in Arizona? I think that's a fair question. Because listen, this is a lot different. This is very, this is very challenging to get something done. And the simple reason, the simple reason is, the Suns just got something done. They got a lot of money, city money, in a deal to renovate the entire arena. The city is the landlord. The city is the landlord for the Suns. Well, the Diamondbacks is similar, except it's the county. The Diamondbacks are, they pay rent. They're a tenant. They don't own the building. They pay rent on it. So they would like to like get have upgrades. The problem is that the only people that could actually raise taxes are state and city, not county. 
The county can't be like, you know, we're going to have a county tax. It's the state and city are the ones. The county has no authorization to raise money. So how do you get money to, as a public-private partnership? It's got you got to find a creative way to do it because again, it's not. This isn't like it's owned by the city of Phoenix. It's owned by the county. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be a challenge, obviously. And I mean, look, a, a lot of people heard Ken's comments uh, and and the quote, the one that got a lot of play. We may run out of time in Phoenix. We hope that won't happen. And then he went on to talk about you know how baseball is ripe for expansion and there might be other markets who want Major League Baseball and, and who might want Major League Baseball to move there. And he was asked a follow-up question. Are you, is this is that a threat? And here's what he said. I, I don't think that uh, the world that we live in, uh, threats are the right way to do business. You know, we're, we're community people. I've, I've raised my family here. Derek has raised his family here. You know, we're, I think we're, we're a part of the fabric. Our, our franchise is a part of the fabric of Arizona. And that's where we want it to be for forever. I would like to have, you know, we call it Chase Field Reimagined. That is our hope at the moment, that we will have that and be able to announce that. And that's what we're ag- aggressively interested in making that happen. Derek Hall was on today with Wolf and Luke. Um, so this is not from yesterday. This is from today. It's from just a couple of hours ago. And he's like, yeah, I can see how that became a headline. You know, yesterday I could see why it become a, a headline, obviously, and it did. But uh, <laughs> if, if you look at the comments that Ken made, and I'm standing right there next to him. Um, I, what he did was he obviously went to there are cities that have an interest in teams because those rumors are out there, not about us, but just about teams or cities that are trying to lure teams or want to be an expansion city and they're ready to go and they're getting legislative support and all that. He went there so he could say, we're not talking to them. We're not engaged with them. We want to be here. So, you know, we have no plans of going anywhere. And, and we've had this discussion in the past, the three of us. D-backs raised about $230 million when they came into play with a quarter cent sales tax. That, as you remember, was very controversial, right? It was a very controversial sales tax. Yes. It was about a quarter cent sales tax in the 90s. It raised about $230 million. Now, this project is going to say is going to cost, say, $500 million to renovate the entire ballpark and make it more state-of-the-art. That's, you know, plumbing upgrades and AC upgrades and bathrooms and expanding the, the walkways and changing the seating so it's not that many seats, $500 million. The D-backs are well prepared to pay more than 50% of that. Well prepared to pay more than 50%, even though they don't own the building, they are just paying rent as a tenant. Yeah, and, and that's, given all that needs to be done to the ballpark, look, I, I, I'm i just speaking here as, as I'm just speaking here as a very interested party. I am, my worry about the Arizona Diamondbacks leaving the state of Arizona is so far down the list, it's barely even worth mentioning. My worry about when this is going to get done and how it's going to get done because it needs to get done, right? Like one way or another, we can't just sit there and say, oh, the ballpark's good enough. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not good enough. No, it's the fourth the, the, oldest ballpark in the National yeah, League. And there are other stadiums that have gone through renovations. And as Ken pointed out yesterday, there are other markets that have entered public-private partnerships to upgrade those stadiums to make sure that they're what they need to be. We need to do the same thing here with this ballpark. It, it, it's got to, you know, I am, but my mind, and this is me, my mind is not 
in that space of, oh my God, what's going to happen if it doesn't happen? Me either. That's so, you know, now what? But they could ask for an out right now. They could be out in a year. They could say, they they could give notice today that they're leaving in a year. Even though the lease runs through 27, they are, they 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 do have the ability to say, we're leaving in one year. They have to give one year's notice. Yeah, they they can, um, but I don't think they're going to. And I think this was just the organization's latest attempt to try to put a spotlight on, look, we want to be here. We want to be in this ballpark. We want to fix it up. The Phoenix Suns fixed up their building. We'd like to fix up our building. We'd like to bring it up. I don't want to say up to code because that makes it sound like there's something, you know, infrastructure that's really wrong with it. But I, I just mean up to standard around Major League Baseball. Their call said as much today. We are just trying hard to get everything settled with uh, any, you know, municipalities that will work with us so we can stay at Chase. We want to invest significant amounts of dollars in that ballpark. We love being downtown. We don't want to be anywhere else. The clock has been ticking for quite some time. So the frustration that was stated or expressed is more so just about the timing. You know, we've been at this a long time and we haven't gotten to finality. So we're just looking for answers so that we can get the shovel in ground and make sure we can schedule it out because it's going to take phases of, say, three to four years because of the off-season events we have, the concerts, the bowl games, and, and we need to make sure we do it in a very non-disruptive way when we can finally begin. But I get it, and I think that's why Derek went on Wolf and Luke's show today was to try to, when you start talking about other markets, you start, you know, that triggers people. That gets people upset. That bothers people, right? And you start, suddenly people, because that, a lot of people, just read the headlines, right? Yeah. And they don't take the whole thing in. And I think there was a lot of out of context yesterday. And so there was a little bit of damage control today. A little bit of let's put the toothpaste back in the tube today. It's I'm just, not worried. I'm yeah. worried about getting it done. I'm not worried about what happens if it doesn't. I'm just worried about getting it done. Yeah, I think the, the point for the Diamondbacks is, look, I mean, come on. You know how many people would love to have Major League Baseball? Like, come on, don't, don't take us for granted. Don't take us for granted. Like, we're an economic engine here. About 10% of every dollar that's raised goes into taxes. We brought in a lot of money during the playoffs in the World Series. Like we have a lot of jobs, a lot of people paying taxes, you know, from our ball club, not just our players, but you know, don't take us for granted. Let's work on something and get something done. I mean, you know, do do a do a hotel tax or a car rental. So the Cardinals got a car rental tax, I think it was. Do something like that. Raise some money for them where it doesn't cost the taxpayers here but other people and be done with it. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it's not just two old guys saying get off my lawn it was a whole bunch of people who watched what happened this weekend in indianapolis and said it's broke can it be fixed that's next on the burns and gambo show hey it's luke the phoenix suns playoff push gets underway on thursday so what seed can they reach in these next 27 games we get going tomorrow at 10 a.m it's wolf and luke on arizona sports yeah i mean i feel like the league is always Looking out for the fans and trying to keep their interest high. You know, this All-Star Weekend been going on for a long, long time. So to keep people engaged is tough to do, you know. So um, I think they're doing the best job that they can. I mean, people are always excited for All-Star Weekend. And I think they do as best, you know, a great job of trying to keep everybody engaged the whole time. 
Kevin Durant talking about the All Star game on uh, on yeah. Sunday. Let's get let's let's get this point out of it because I really liked an email that you sent uh, you sent to me. The game sucked. It was boring as hell. Ole ole ole. Just everybody go in for a layup and jack up a bunch of three pointers. Historic records were broken. They got to two hundred points, and I tweeted something out like, "Come on, let let's be on. This is an old guy. Get off my lawn." Young people hated it. Middle aged people hated it. Women and children hated it. Everybody hated it. Your dog Every, hated it. Everybody Your cat hated, hated it. it. It was your it goldfish was, hated it. It was almost impossible to watch. <laughs> Nobody even tried to defend any. The only there was some steals, but it was because somebody made a bad pass. I made a bad pass, and you got to steal because the guy threw was a bad pass. Let's talk about something you said because you mentioned in an email like, "Hey, maybe we just bounce ideas off of each other." Yeah, and kind of say good because here we, the game sucked. Everybody that watched it was disgusted with how bad it was. There was no effort to, for competitiveness at all. They cannot continue down that path. What do we do about it? What 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 should be done about it? I cancel just, it. I was listening to the morning show today, and that was their idea. Cancel just it. Cancel it. Just, just cancel just, it. Just admit admit it doesn't work, and don't do it. Still cancel have the game. an all star celebration, but don't have the right. game festivities. Add more festivities. You got skills competition. I watched the Pacers. You had to th- get more of the like the the Steph and and Sabrina thing was outstanding. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Oh, I hold, yeah, let me hold really me, enjoyed let me that. Sabrina Ionescu, you bet! The greatest performance we have ever seen in this contest, and it is not even close. Stuff like that. It was a great, it was a, Steph won. Mm-hmm. He had to hit like a bunch of shots on the last rack to win because she she had 26, which is what all the other top scores were by everybody else on the men's side of it. Um, more, just cancel the game. And just more activities involved around All-Star Weekend. Don't play a game because it's 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 unwatchable. It's it's unwatchable. You cannot watch that and enjoy that. You can't. Okay, so so don't play the game. Okay. Still have the festivities, but don't play the game is one option. And I would agree with you that's that's an option because you just uh, another option is pay the players more money. I problem hate it. with that. Here's the problem with that. Sure. Okay, go ahead. We were all excited about you know the playoffs in baseball because who was going to make some money? Guys that weren't making much money were going to make money. Mm-hmm. The problem with paying the players more money is that everybody's an all star is making thirty million dollars a year, are not the forty million dollars, fifty. Money. Yeah. You're not paying Ish Wainwright. You know he didn't make like you think about the guys at the end of the bench that are making the veterans minimum or guys on two way contracts. Hey, Saban Lee's gonna get no in baseball. It was great that the Diamondbacks had this run because all of these players that weren't making much money all of a sudden were getting this gigantic bonus. In the NBA, the players that are making it to the also the vast majority of all these players are making 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars a year. What do you how, how do you incentivize them? Then that's not going to work. No, it's not. I, I think the optics of of ponying up even more money, it, first of all, I don't think it's going to make anybody play any harder cuz I think to your point, guys who are making 30 million dollars a year aren't going to be motivated by more money. They might be more motivated if they were making money for guys who weren't making that kind of money. Here's another idea. So I I, I agree. So far you and I are two okay. for two on what's going to work, what's what's not going to work. Okay, throw me another one. Uh USA versus the world. Maybe. Okay. I, I've, but maybe. Here's the, pro- here's the problem with that. Can I give you the, what I think is the problem with that? Okay, sure. Okay. Go. Not enough world players to make it work. So in order to pick a roster that is more world players than U.S. players, you're going to have to leave very deserving U.S. players off the roster. For example, Devin Booker 
might not make an all-star game because you feel like you have to have some guy from Serbia on it or you have to have some guy from Canada on it who's not who would only be an all-star because he's from Canada. You're right. That's true. Because he's from Serbia and not because he's one of the 24 best basketball players in the world. I right. don't think that's a great solution either because I think you'd be leaving off guys who deserve to be all-stars. Now here's why I go maybe. Me and you decide to spar. We're going we're gonna to spar. We're going to spar three rounds. Okay. Just, it would, it would never happen, but okay. We're, we're Rocky and Apollo. We're just okay. going to spar. <laughs> never happened. And we just go in, and you're thinking we're just going to spar. We're going to th- throw a couple jabs and stuff like that. We're going to take it easy. And then I start beating the crap out of you. Yes. I start like hitting you with haymakers. What are you going to do? You're going to fight back. <laughs> yes. The, the, the reason why this is a maybe to me is because the world players may just want to beat their ass. Maybe. Luka and Jokic and w- all the world players may be like, you know what? Let's go take it to them. And then once you get, once that happens, you may just, human nature, feel the need. Oh, okay. Maybe. I'm the, you just went on a 12 nothing run in the first quarter. Okay. I'm going to show you. You might not allow them to humiliate you. So to me, that's a maybe. I understand your point. A lot of worthy guys would get left off. But if the world players show up to play, now that's the question. Maybe they won't show up to play either. Maybe Jokic is like, man, I just want to go home. Yeah, to hell with this. <laughs> right. I don't want to get hurt. Uh, right. I don't feel right. like I don't feel like you know this game doesn't matter. Doesn't count towards anything. Just send me home. And I think the, the, the it's an interesting idea that you pose. I think the problem with that is, what if the U.S. says, yeah, great, whoop de doo you're beating our ass. So what? Who cares? This game doesn't matter. This game, and, and they don't up their level of competition. And then they get humiliated by this world team. Nobody I t- likes to be humiliated. I, That's I, why they don't I, go in the dunk contest. But I, I, yeah, but I, I tend to think the U.S. team might still go, yeah, come on, guys, this doesn't matter. And then it looks really bad for the NBA when a bunch of world guys, including some who don't deserve to be there in the first place, are taking it to the U.S. team. But I agree with you that at least there's a potential you would up the level of competitiveness in that game. I just think you'd leave a lot of guys out. Here's the idea that I read today, and I don't know if you've seen this one yet, and I like it only because I thought of it when I was driving back from Flagstaff yesterday, and then I read it again today, and I thought maybe this would be different. Move the in-season tournament to All-Star Weekend. Have the semifinal games on Friday. The in-season tournament, the one we did back in December. Okay. Move the semifinal games to Friday. Play back-to-back games. Do All-Star Saturday, Saturday night have the championship of the in-season tournament on Sunday. It's not an all-star game, but it is the trophy and the banner that so you're Sunday, awarding. Sunday, you've got two games. So, Sunday, you, if you wanted to, you could have the Constellation game and the cha- So on Friday, you'd have two games. The final four, if you will, of the in-season and then tournament. Sunday. Saturday, you do the dunk contest, the three-point contest. Everybody shows up, and they're wearing their kicks, and they're wearing their jackets and all that stuff. And then on Sunday, you have the consolation game, and you have the championship game of the in-season tournament. At least, and there, you're getting that level of competition that you might want because the high-paid guys are playing for the low-paid guys on and their And it team. counts in the regular season and standings? Counts at counts as the, a game. The first one does. Just like it did... Back in December, you're just moving it back to February to give those who crave competition something to watch. Because what happened on Saturday was on Sunday wasn't competition. What do you think of that idea? I know I hate the in-season tournament. I know. I know you do. I know you do. Um, but, but would it bring a level of watchability to it all if you had that instead of some meaningless all-star game? Maybe. You know, maybe I'll put that in the maybe category. It, it wouldn't be all stars. Somebody else even suggested, "Hey, get rid of the game. 
But make all the all-stars, make them pick. Hey, you have to do the dunk contest, or you have to do the skills competition. All the stuff they do on Saturday you're night, make them do it. You just say you're an all star. Pick one. What are you going to do? You, you all get the, to participate. Yeah, if you you got to you can either be in the three point contest, you got to be in the dunk contest, got to be in the skills contest, or you have to go head to head against the WNBA player and do something like that. But there's not going to be a game. But if you're going to be an all-star, you have to participate in one of the Saturday events instead. Okay, I kind of like and that. And then you move that to Sunday. I, I read that like, idea today, too. I kind of like that. Okay. You so can, you increase the amount of events and guys, you know, you first come, first serve. Or yeah, however, exactly. you have a draft, you get to pick. And when it's filled up, then you got to pick something yeah, Devin else. Devin Booker, what are you going to do? you going to do the skills competition? you going to do the three-point contest? Or are you going to, you know, who would do the dunk contest then? The level of dunks might go down, but at least you'd see stars doing it. And in my perfect world, you do both. You do the in-season tournament on Friday and Sunday. And in the middle, you do All-Star Saturday. And you say, instead of a game... Which one of these specialized events would you like to participate in on Saturday night? And nights? that's canceling the game, though. That's canceling the game. Okay, I like that There's idea no the game. best. There's, I like that idea the best. Canceling the game. I think the best thing that they could do is cancel this game. I think the ratings were terrible, too, weren't they? No, they were actually up. Were they? I read they were up. I read this morning on Sports Illustrated, the game averaged 5.5 million viewers. Wow. And it was up 20% from last year's All-Star game. How? I have no idea. That's what I read today on Sports <laughs> Illustrated. I don't know if you read something different. I saw wow. that this morning on Maybe Sports Illustrated. Maybe I was reading NBA ratings overall. Maybe okay. it's just NBA ratings overall. The, I, the I, game was up 20% from last year's All-Star game. No idea how. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, after I remind you of the Burns and Gambo Show podcast, you can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You won't miss any of our show, the Burns and Gambo Show. Listen to us whenever you want. It's brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. One former Suns player says, Kevin Durant isn't a leader. He's a follower. Is it an axe to grind? Is he right? Does it matter? It's all next on the Burns and Gambo Show. here and tomorrow is day two of newsmakers do not miss a minute the fun begins at 6 a.m on arizona sports the local sports leader bit of business before we get on to what charles barkley had to say about kevin durant whether it means anything or not and that is the phoenix suns welcome you back to the burns and gambo show made it official today they have announced they've signed free agent forward thaddeus young news just came down a moment ago quote that is a highly respected veteran player who makes us a better team in our pursuit of winning an nba championship said james jones he is extremely intelligent and plays with a competitive intensity. His size and defensive abilities add versatility to our roster. Close quote. Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central had a tweet earlier this morning in which he reported the expectation is that Thad Young will be in Dallas, ready to go when the season when the season resumes on Thursday against the Mavs. All right, good. Get him in the lineup, see if he can break into that top 10. As a small ball five, he gives you another guy with some length and another guy with a lot of experience. Yeah, um, we'll see how much he plays. We'll see how often they use him. Um, if the addition goes even half as well as Royce O'Neal had, uh, it will be a really good addition for the Phoenix Suns. We'll see. He said his goodbye on Twitter to Toronto and thank them for everything that he had done. All right, so the... The All-Star Game, we just got done talking in the last segment about solutions and maybe how you fix it. Um, there was an alt-cast 
asking, like the Manning cast for Monday Night Football. There was an alt cast for the All-Star Game. This one with Charles Barkley and Draymond Green. I didn't hear this. I wasn't watching it. I didn't, you know, I didn't watch any of the All-Star Game at all. I didn't see any reason to. But I did read about these comments that Charles Barkley made on the TNT alt cast when discussing the Phoenix Suns and their situation. Here's what he said. He wanted to be KD, but he's not doing it. To me, it's got to be Booker. He's got to be your, your mental leader and your vocal leader to a certain degree. No disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower. He's not a leader. He's proven that on all his stops. Booker's a hell of a player also. I think he's going to have to take the initiative and take this team to the next level because, man, Kevin's a hell of a player. I ain't never going to say anything bad about him, but I'm saying the same thing with Boston. One of you guys has to step forward. He has to step forward. And for me, for Phoenix to be successful, it has to be Booker. I'm not going to say anything bad about him, but I'm going to say something bad about, about Barkley. No, no, about what oh, Barkley's yeah, yeah, Barkley saying. Yeah. Kevin's a hell of a player. I ain't never going to say anything bad about him. Well, then. Or is it bad? Is it's, what Barkley said about KD bad? I think what Barkley said about KD is in some ways very correct. And you know I don't like Barkley, and I think he bashes on the Suns uh, way too much. He but that. Yep. he's not. I mean, I remember talking to guys around the league, GMs and coaches and players, when the trade went down. And I and I sent you some of those notes and information, and I think that was one of the things came out of it. He, KD, likes to fit in. He's not a leader. He's not gonna. He's not Chris Paul. He's not that leader. You know, he's not gonna. You know, he, he, behind the scenes, he may do some stuff, but he's not the vocal leader in the locker room. He's not the vocal leader on the court. KD wants the ball. He just wants to play basketball. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want all that other stuff about having a lead and having to motivate guys. And he's going to self-motivate himself, and he expects you to self-motivate himself. He's a great teammate. Makes everybody around him better that way. And we've, we've, we've there are a lot of guys through the course of us covering sports that led that way. They led by example. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but they weren't the vocal leader. And I don't think as much as I truly believe that Charles Barkley hates the Phoenix Suns. I don't think what he said there is incorrect. I really don't. And you know that because in all my dealings with a lot of the people that I speak to, then you're privy to some of that. It's That was kind of one of the themes that came out of Dorian coming here. Yeah, it's it's. I was making a joke about, hey, I'm not going to say anything bad about him, but but I'm going to say some right. bad stuff about him. And, and maybe what he said wasn't all that bad. And, and I I read it. I wasn't super offended with it. I don't. I don't know how KD will take it because I. I think you're right on a number of fronts. I think that Chris Paul was this team's leader, and I hope that Devin Booker is filling that void. Or I hope that Kevin. I hope that Devin Booker and Chris Paul were co-leaders enough on this team last year that when Chris left, Devin knew. Okay, this is now. I'm the leader. I'm. I'm the captain. I'm. I'm in charge. I'm the boss. I'm. I'm the guy who's going to set the tone. I'm the guy who's going to get in some guy's face. Because I, I. A. I don't think Kevin Durant is that guy. B. I don't think Bradley Beal is that guy. And C. I don't think those are both necessarily bad things. As long as somebody in the room is doing it, because I think Chris Paul did it very, very well. Chris Paul, right? Like we, we, yeah, we saw Chris Paul for three years when he was here. He was the leader of that team, right? Like he was, he was the guy who set the tone, and everybody knew it. I, I assume that Devin Booker is doing it. I assume that Devin Booker is that guy behind the scenes because I don't think. Kevin Durant is really wired that way, and there's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't have to. Doesn't have to be. Why does greatness have to be defined by you have to be wired that way? 
Why? I mean, does, does that... No, does I don't that know. in and of itself define Michael Jordan was that way, but not everybody's like that. Do we need everybody to be like that in order for you to be great? Michael made everybody better, but he was still irritating to a lot of those guys, sure. right? So was he was Chris. irritating. So was Chris. I mean, remember when when Chris got here, it was like, hey, man, got a couple of years. After a couple of years, he's going to get on everybody's nerves. Yeah, because everyone's going to just be sick to death of his crap. Right. Like that was the whole. And I don't I'm not saying that's why he's not here anymore. He's not here anymore because he got old and he was always getting hurt. But but it was yeah, Kevin Durant's not that guy. He does want to fit in. He does want to be a great teammate. Now, he does walk like the whole him and Kyrie to the Nets was orchestrated well before it happened. You know, that stuff is like behind the scenes. Like, is he working things behind the scenes? Probably. You know, I'm sure that that's, you know, that's always been the case with him. But as far as in the locker room, getting on guys and, um, you know, Chris would get on guys. Chris would get on you if you weren't doing all the right things. That's just not who Kevin is, which is okay, because he could lead by example. And, and Kevin might be one of the best ever to lead by example. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play hard. I'm going to give you the best I have every single day. When has he ever shorted the fans uh, ever? Like, when has he ever shorted the fans? I'm not, I'm not going to play hard. Yeah. or I'm not going to. He almost always goes out there and gives you everything he has. I'll, and to counter Barkley's point, okay, is he a vocal leader? No. But think about how many times Frank Vogel, over the last two or three weeks, has individually credited Kevin Durant for his level of play, his level of intensity, his work ethic. That is that not leadership, right? Is that is that not and is that not Frank Vogel basically sending a message not only to us in the media or us in the fan base, but sending the message to people in the locker room: be like him, yeah, do it like him. I'm going to praise him for how he's playing defensively and how he takes up the toughest guy to defend every single night. We should all be like him. That's leadership, too. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be him. I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to demand that you be great. I'm going to go show you what greatness looks like. I'm going to go show it to you. And I'm going to go show you that it's not just because I'm an absurd shot maker and I can can score 30 in the blink of an eye. It's also because I give a damn. And it's also because I work really hard every single night to, to do things above and beyond being one of the greatest shooters of all time. That's leadership, too. And I think that's fine. As, yeah. I don't think it I don't think it deprives them of their ability to go far in the playoffs and win it all if they don't have that one alpha male proven leader. You know, if they don't have that guy. As long as they play ball together as a team, understand each other, and you know, work within the team concepts, they can go very, very far. Lauren, what you got for me? Kevin Durant just published another episode of his boardroom podcast. Yes, I was showing showing that to Bernsey. And he addressed the Charles Barkley comments on him not being a leader. Hit it. I just I'm not as charismatic as my peers. I don't have a personality that's like fit for TV like my peers. And a lot of those stories of what we talk about don't get spoken about in the media. And that's just really what it is. It's like you got to sell what you're doing as well. And I haven't sold it enough, you know. And I feel like I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like I need to. I don't feel like I want people to call me a leader. But I also don't want people to say I'm not one either. Okay, that that's an hour and a, that's an hour and twenty minutes, I think. And I showed Bernsey it. And I was like, I'm going to hit this tomorrow. I'm going to listen. How you got that is great because that didn't that just come out? We can't hear you. Can't hear you. Kit Lauren, I can't, can't hear you. Sorry, we can't hear you. There it was just archived about ten minutes ago. Okay, because okay, I showed it to Bernsey before we started the show. I'm like, I'm going to go through this. Like, fun. 
And, f- and so you getting that is great. Yeah, that's, that's great. But he, that's what he's saying. Like, I don't want to not be considered a leader, but I'm not, I don't sell what I do the way other people sell what I, what they do. The next time we talk about this, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little deeper into this and I'm going to try not to get too deep into that it. That was great. But it's, it's, I thought KD delivered a really thoughtful intelligent answer to that question. Because and he's I, actually a very intelligent guy. I really applaud him for it. Yeah. And not and not taking the, oh, Barkley bashed me, I'm going to go after him route. I, I love the answer. I'll tell why a little bit later. That was really, really good. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, it's been bad. We've seen it lopsided before. But the worst ever? Yeah, and just today the head coach decided to come out of hiding because of it. That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo need to know social poll. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Mitch is out six today. It's good to see Jamal on the other side of the glass. Look at that. Look at that million dollar smile right there. Look at that. Jamal. Look at, that. Look at Jamal just like lighting up a room. Jamal, Hi. you watch the All-Star game? Did you watch the All-Star game? So I was in Vegas, and so I was like, you know what? Let me record it. Because I was driving during the game. Yeah. I was driving back, and I watched it the next mo- Monday morning. Did you hate it? It was awful. It was awful. It was terrible. And how old are you? 21. 21. And he hated it. <laughs> see, that, see, we're equal opportunity haters here. Everybody in every age group hated the All-Star game. We're, we're not. It's, it's, it's not no old man get off my leg. No. Yeah, it's not. No, not if not you ageism. were 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, you hated the All-Star game. It was impossible to watch it and actually get any enjoyment out of it. Uh, Lauren was a little under the weather. Um, she had to leave Friday's show a little bit early. Did, did I can't imagine the All-Star game made you feel any better? No, did she watch not, it? A, not at all. Yeah, did, I did. did well, I did watch some of it. Some regretfully, of it? Right, okay. yeah, I turned it off. Okay. <laughs> and Mitch, Mitch is out sick today. It Women, probably made him sick too. Men, kids, children Young, of all old. ages. My dog got up. He left the living room. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He couldn't even watch that stuff. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. All right. It uh, was so bad. We got our social media poll question today, which I just glanced at. I don't think it has to do with the All Star game, but that's fine. We're going to take calls on it a little later, too. We're taking a more optimistic approach I like to that. the poll question I like that, yeah. We, we want a little happy news today, right? Or at least better news than that dredge. Better news. What do you got? For sure. Who do you think the MVP of the second half of the Sun season is going to be? Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, or someone else? 27 games. Tough slate, too. Durant. Durant's been the MVP. Durant. Durant is the team. He is the. He has been their MVP this year. Yeah, and I think he'll. I. I would agree, and I think he'll continue. I'm going to go with Durant. Durant. Twenty-seven percent of our audience thinks Kevin Durant, while sixty-eight percent think Devin Booker, and four percent for Bradley Beal. It was, you know. Thank you for that. And, yeah. and so it's just the three of them. Was there another option? There's, a, there's an other option if you want to write in somebody else. Oh, I got else. you. Okay, okay. Um, for as disparaging as young, old, male, female. I'm not the youngest uh, person in the booth anymore. Dog, cat. Right, exactly. For as disparaging as we all were about the we were, all the we were all the youngest at one point in what we did, and then it changes. <laughs> I will say it had to have been a cool weekend for Devin Booker. 
because it sounds like his shoe launch was a big deal. Yeah, it finders like keepers. They, they painted the town in book ones. He hid yeah. autographed pairs throughout town and like left little breadcrumbs as to where he was at. Did you? Did your wife? End she up- didn't. She, we had our son scrimmage, so she didn't really try that oh, hard. Okay, because we had that scrimmage when it when it popped, but so she didn't really try. Did, did Mitch get any? I know he was trying. Do we know if Mitch ended up getting a pair of book ones this weekend? I did don't believe here? so. Jamal, were you trying to get a pair? I did. I got, you, got I ordered a pair? you got a pair? Yeah, they, they come in on the 29th. 140? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, was, that was the original price. Oh, so you didn't get I, the original price? No, I, I got mine for about 250. 250? Yeah. They're going to be in my, my new basketball shoes. 250. Fantastic. Yeah. We can okay. have show and tell when they come when, in. When you, when you get them, seriously, uh, we want picks. We want to see them. 100%. Oh, yeah, I'll thing. bring them in. The mm-hmm. whole thing. Okay. Good for you, man. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Damn. 250. 250 for a pair of sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. When in Rome. When in Rome. All right. We're thanks, not guys. in Rome. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Instead, we're here in Arizona where God on Saturday this happened. Humbling defeat for the Sun Devils tonight in Tucson. And now they've got to regroup for the final three home games as Tommy Lloyd and Bobby Hurley shake hands at midcourt. Arizona wins it going away 105-60, to the final score. And Arizona State drops to 13-13, and 7-8 in the Pac-12. <sighs> Worst loss ever. It, it Largest rem- margin of victory in any game uh, in the rivalry. I mean, I, the, my initial thought, it was a close game for a little while. And then all of a sudden, Arizona started. And, and in the second half, even, even like with 10 minutes left, they were only up by like 20. So it was like with 10 minutes left, they're up by 20. They won by 45. Oh, what a beatdown that was for Bobby Hurley and ASU. Yeah, Bobby what Hurley was on Bickley and Murata this morning as part of their Newsmakers Week. And he choked that, hey, you guys are fortunate to see me. Well, you guys have the privilege of, of seeing me in public for the first time since Saturday. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, You've been I've, low I, Yeah, I've been in hiding. Uh, <laughs> You know, we did we did serious uh, you know damage control on Sunday. Usually Sunday is always my off day with the guys. You know, after a Saturday game, it's kind of common uh, pattern. But we all had to spend more quality time together on Sunday. And look, good for him for showing up for Newsmakers yes. Week for coming down in studio. Uh, uh, the, the Coyotes coach did the same thing. They've lost ten straight games. He's down here for Newsmakers Week talking to the guys. It's got to be rough. It's got to be rough. Bobby Hurley said physically, we just couldn't keep up. Just getting our conditioning right again because uh, we were not able to unfortunately keep up with Arizona in terms of running with them in the open court, our defense, getting back on defense. So we had to rehearse that uh, on the practice floor. In other words, I ran them to death. I hear that cut and all I hear is I ran those dudes to death in practice on Sunday after what I saw. Listen, I just kept thinking of the 70-7 to win for football, like how like close this was to that. And over, you went by 45 points in a basketball game, the Largest ever. It reminded me a little bit of when the Sun Devils beat No Pity for the Kitty and they yeah. won 70 to 7. Like it was that big of a beatdown. It, it okay, in that regard, yeah, it's comparable. But that one is, uh, to me, that one's different because those two programs are supposed to be relatively equal. Well, it's a good point. or take. Yeah. In this one, everybody knows U of A basketball is superior. To, I don't know if we they're 45 points superior, but that, that to me is the, it, I, I see the comparison because of the scoreboard, but the state of each program. So the two football this isn't programs that should never be 70 no. to 7 because they're both, they're both mirrored in mediocrity. Exactly. Arizona should pummel Arizona State because they were one of the 
true blue beds in college basketball. Well, Maybe not program. to this, but yes, I think that is the difference. No football team should ever be 70-7 to 7 better than the other in the state because the two are relatively, have been relatively equal throughout their histories. This is bad. And yeah. it's given rise to more Bobby questions. I, and- I, I, do, I do wonder if Bobby will be back next year. I just wonder if you, I just don't know if you could really win here. And I wonder if he gets an opportunity to go somewhere else where it's a little more committed to winning if he takes that opportunity. Now, again, I don't know if ASU can do better. And I'm not saying you fire Bobby Hurley. He obviously cares. They're not going to go to the NCAA tournament this year. They've not had a good year. You get beat like that. And you just wonder if if he may look elsewhere at one point. He did address that today as part of Newsmakers Week. And again, uh, our thanks to Bickley and Murata for letting us use the sound. But long term, we have to stay the course. You know, I've gotten this program to the NCAA tournament numerous times. Uh, and I, you know, I'm under contract for another two years. I have a, you know, we have a very good recruiting class coming in and, uh, you know, I'm actively working on the NIL front as, as many of our people at, at ASU are now and understand the importance of that to try and build that up so that we are in the, in the ballpark, you know, with some other programs, you know, from an NIL standpoint. Yeah, I two years left nil. I, my my fear is if you got a James Harden type player now or an Ike Diago type player, I don't know you'd be able to keep him. Oh, you would. He'd only stay I, for a year, right? Like He'd you know, for a year. This, somebody pops at ASU. Are they going to stay? When they have the chance to go somewhere else. It was a Remy Martin won a championship with Kansas when he transferred there, but that was even, you know, before the NIL deal became a big deal. Now, you know, the the bracket thing came out where they kind of project who's going to be a number one seed. Arizona was listed as a number one seed and a number one seed in all the bracketology. They've just got to close the deal. They'll get another Bobby will get another chance at him. They've got a game in Tempe. Mm-hmm. But man, it does seem like that gap has gotten very, very wide between the two teams. Right, when we come back on the Bernstein. Gambo shows we fly into the three o'clock hour. The Phoenix Suns are about to fly into the final 27 games of the season before they get ready for the postseason. What stands to us? What stands out to us? How ready are the Phoenix Suns for the final 27 games? We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show.